Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. So before we get started on this highly controversial topic... Ooh, is it a whispered topic? Highly. <laughs> is it a sexy topic? Lowly. <laughs> okay. Before we get started on this highly controversial topic, I want to congratulate you mm. for completing a half marathon this morning in, and you beat your goal time. Beat my goal time. That's right. And you placed 44th out of 500 runners. That's right. 502 to be exact. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Top 50. Feel super good about it. You know, I was just running for me and I'll keep this short, but like running for me is an area where it is, it, it's, it is an activity where I feel comfortable pushing my edge and pushing myself and believing in myself through that. And, and that has ripple effects throughout my life. And so I, I'm just, I'm so grateful to have an activity like that where I feel like, you know, I can I can kind of push that growth edge in a way that makes me feel good. And I, I'm yeah, I'm just I'm really happy right now. And yeah. I'm also tired. Yeah, I bet. And, you know, we've talked about that before about pushing yourself and that that can be challenging to do to push through the things that just feel like new things. Right. Yep. And so I'm excited for you that you do that and you did that today and also that you had COVID last week. <laughs> and you <laughs> was a factor, yes. Yeah. Well, and you didn't think you'd do as good and you did better than you thought. And I'm just so proud of you. Mm, thank you, love. So, Means a lot. On to this highly controversial topic. I posted a post on my stories the other day that said the yoga and wellness community were a part of the insurrection on January sixth. This is what happens when harmful cultural appropriation and toxic spirituality, toxic spiritual bypassing is left unchecked. Hashtag decolonize. And I wrote, this is where the end of the left and the right meet each other. Extreme is extreme. Check your privilege. Mm. I cannot tell you how many paragraphs of responses I received to that story. People's personal experiences of having been a part of the wellness community and watching that split happen from people who wanted, you know, specifically around vaccinations more recently, but the the ways in which those extreme, extreme viewpoints started to show up and lots of people were asking questions like, what the fuck is this? Like, how is this even possible? And, you know, what I've been saying is that's where they meet at the end of the circle. And I want you to talk about what that means for you, the circle. You know, I think it doesn't surprise me that that post really lit up a bunch of people and that you got so many responses to it because it is something that people forget sometimes that they just imagine that they have a little bit of this binary thinking like it's you're either on this side or you're on this side the farther you dig yourself into a trench the farther you dig yourself down like you said with the circle you're gonna you're gonna meet people who are digging from the other side and just in the same way that people who are more moderate thinkers meet each other on a lot of issues as well. Exactly. Exactly. And you can find common ground. I do want to say, too, that like, you know, we're going to talk probably a lot today about the wellness community. And just like every large community in the world, it's not a monolith. 
It is not everybody in who's in the wellness community doesn't think this way. No, we're going to talk about like that, ex- but, we're just going to talk about extremes, right? What it is is what you've posted is fact. That community was very much a part of the insurrection on January sixth. That community was a big part of a lot of misinformation flying around there about COVID and vaccines. It's an important topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I have more questions than I have answers. Let Let me use a personal example of when I had cancer and I was really grateful to have had surgery to remove the cancer. That felt like a right choice for me, whereas a lot of people I know have attempted and or successfully done a path towards healing their cancer without any kind of Western medical intervention. Some successful, some not. Like some, it led to death. I was really glad to have that surgery. And also the next step was to, they just suggested I remove an organ and it was, it felt really extreme to me. And at that moment, I, I had a wake up call within myself that said, or an awakening within myself where I said, this isn't necessary at this moment. I'm going to try some other methods first and know that this is always an option. And I left for the most part, the the Western medicine track, aside from getting my regular checkups, and I went in a different direction, and I did actually heal myself. Now, talking about privilege, that shit cost us a lot of money and a lot of time, and, and, and I had the luxury of taking time off, and we made the financials work. So my question is, like, where does that boundary end between not wanting to subscribe? I mean, Big Pharma funds medical schools. There are real, very real corporate for-profit interests influencing the way that we, the way that research is being done, the way that drugs are produced, the way that medical treatments are um, suggested or, you know, advertised. Or I mean, that has enormous amount of influence, not only in the medical field, but also in the political world. That is a reality. And there are also other realities that are true. And I think that this is part of how I see this situation is too much of a good thing is not good, right? There, almost any food, if I just ate whatever, kale. kale or blueberries, there's like health effects that would come from that. If that's all that I ate or I ate two pounds of kale every single day, like it, it's not going to be actually good for my body, especially with the misinformation and the access to misinformation out there through social media, through online platforms and message boards and people kind of going deeper and deeper down a rabbit hole is their vision becomes so narrowed and focused that they're unable to see multiple truths at once. They're unable to hold multiple truths, just like in your instance, there were aspects of your cancer journey that Western medicine really, really helped with. And at the same time, there were aspects in which diverging from Western medicine and using alternative healing methods were really, really helpful. And both could be true in that instance. And it's not this kind of black or white, but we have gotten into that. And frankly, in my opinion, in the wellness industry, it is actually just being promoted as another for-profit entity. I mean, there there are people profiting off convincing folks to believe that this is the only way to think, to perceive institutions and governments like, follow me, this is my influence. Well, like, and the amount of white supremacy that gets filtered through that because 
of access, like to right. eat healthy, forage your own food, do a lot of stuff, takes time, effort, which is resources, finances, finances, access to fertile soil, access to the knowledge. I mean, there's so many pieces of it that are steeped in white supremacy. And also, I think we've gotten really far from our true nature. Again, both can exactly. kind of be true, you know, um, but it's 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 almost like an inability for people to place things in perspective and context and 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 wanting to be right. There's just this like utter desire to like, I want to know what's the truth. I want to know what's actually out there and what's actually out there is pretty gray. It's it's pretty much in the middle. It's all very perspective. It's all very varied. But I think people would say, yeah, I have a slightly different perspective than my friend on this, or I, you know, that this kind of defensive and ju- defensiveness and justification. What mm-hmm. I want to yeah. know is, what is? I want to get back to these extreme concepts. What does Trump have to do with it? Why is it like the quote unquote Trumpsters meet the yoga and wellness community? Because I, first of all, I want his name out of my mouth and everybody else's mouth for the rest of my life. And I can't stand to be giving him even an ounce more of attention. But what is it about that extreme right that makes it so similar to like, I know you're saying it, but like, I I don't want to get into the gray area conversation. I want to get into the extreme conversation. And what is it that makes them so familial? Right, right. And, you know, and individuality is, you know, one of the like the kind of individual bootstrap mentality is culture of white supremacy and kind of how we maintain that. And, you know, I think to answer your question from a political perspective, that movement that put Trump in office and the voters were very, very hyper focused on the individual and hyper focused on what is right for me is the best and a centralized government shouldn't control everything, or I don't believe that it should. But at the same time, there are things that are better, like, collectively. And if you think about it from a health and wellness perspective, like, it is all about this, quote-unquote, self-care, right? This whole idea of self-care, prioritizing myself, which is not a bad thing. We've talked about that. I need to learn that. But from a political perspective, focus on an individual or a certain type of people doesn't actually benefit the melting pot of folks that live in this country. I think that that's the important piece because I think on both sides, people would say that they have strong community and they're taking care of their communities, uh, that there's a, a sense of disenfranchisement, like a somebody who wants to go off the grid and not participate feels like they're being regulated, right? And so they want to go off the grid and they bring their community with them. But it's right. It's a certain type of person with a certain ideal and then somebody else who uh, feels disenfranchised because their their jobs are being taken over or costs are too high for their living etc they're also coming together with their community rallying together hence the insurrection i also think at the same time for the past probably you know several decades we have seen a deterioration of of true democracy in this country at the same time and and it is a symptom of that because you have millions and billions and billions of dollars in politics and so it is true that big pharma and major corporations and whatnot are influencing and that people's voice and our opinion in politics matters it still matters 
very much so. But but because of that, it has become to matter less and less. And it needs to be like this organized thing. People feel that. You know, people feel that on a level. They feel that like this is, you know, my voice in our political system. And it's being influenced by these things that are profiting off of, un, un, you know, things that are unhealthy, like if we're talking about wellness, like big pharma medications and things like that. So, and so that is true, you know. I want to talk about vaccines. So we've got uh, far right that doesn't like vaccines. And that was my understanding of that is their quote unquote leader said, don't do it. So they didn't do it. The yoga and wellness community is saying, you know, as long as we stay in a peaceful, balanced state of being, we can take care of ourselves and we don't need this intervention. And, you know, we have strong opinions about the fact that I was nervous to get the vaccine because it was, well, the more I learned about it, the more I realized that the research had been done longer than a year and a half. And so it wasn't like it was brand fucking new for the folks that still think that that's the truth. And also there was newness about it. And this is a new virus. And part of the reason we ended up with the vaccine is one, because it was killing people and we didn't want to be a part of that. And there was a lot of insecurity and unknown around who it might kill. I also understood that the longer it stuck around, the more capacity it would have to mutate. But the most important thing is community health, like community health, worldwide health. The stories of piles of dead bodies laid on top of each other with no place to go and not even couldn't even be buried quickly enough in developing countries was so horrific and so important for me to recognize that the longer this virus was rampant, the more that would occur. But that wasn't happening in my backyard. And so I could do the turn away from it and be like, I'm not going to right. So what is the conspiracy theory thing going on? Because that, that to me is the most mind blowing thing. Like talk about the guy with the birds. Oh, <laughs> so uh, if some of you may know this or not, but I love the guy, the birds aren't real. If anybody knows birds aren't real, there's like this young man, he's got to be in his middle twenties now. And he, you know, he just has this whole thing that birds aren't real, that they, that birds actually went extinct in the mid 70s. And ever since then, the government has been creating and birds are like robots and they have cameras in them to spy on us. And he's got answers for everything. He's got answers for everything. He puts up billboards, he does interviews and it's, he, he does it so well, but it's, it's built on this thing that like the truth is whatever you want to make it. Like I can make up anything and justify it. justify it you know and i think again like well, how do we know we're not making things up and justifying it? you know you you don't there is an ability to learn out there how to critically think you know one of my during during the whole covid thing one of my favorite of those little social media like profile pic things was the like i have a healthy distrust of authority and i'm vaccinated which it was just like I can both like distrust this because, frankly, a lot of science, as you said, is funded by companies who want to eventually make money off of it. You know, a lot of other science doesn't get funded because it's not profitable in the end. Or it keeps people needing, reliant on especially medications. Yeah. And so, you you know, you, you, you start to blend with like the ways that, that intersects with capitalism and, and whatnot and profit motives. So that's the birds. Birds aren't real. Um, guy, it's just you know he's is got he, a bunch of swag and like that's his is whole he shtick. Sarcastic or is he? Real? No, he's like no. This, this is what makes him so it. good. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. You don't quite know because it's so outlandish. But the way he presents it is like 
fact. Mm-hmm. And I think that is my my gut says it is. I mean, he would never say it, I think, but it is a, a shtick. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's done in this way that yeah. he's just so well, don't, confident. Don't on stop it. listening to this podcast and go look at it yet. But don't forget to look yeah, at it. Yeah. OK. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become a part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that will support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. Okay, so I'm just going to read a couple of the responses that I got to that post. This 100%, follow the conspirituality pod. I've been fascinated with this dichotomy for a long time. So there's a term called conspirituality, where it is a blend of conspiracy theories and spirituality. And that was actually a coin termed way back in 2011 by some researchers who have um, compiled a lot of data on this issue and seeing the links between conspiracy theories and spirituality movements. Interesting. So then there's another one, all caps, this I can speak to the shift personally. My former yoga instructor and her husband went absolutely batshit over vaccinations and have been spewing hate nonstop since. It's mind boggling. It's interesting that she called it hate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Distrust of authority and things attacking your body has been taught in yoga studios and meditation centers for decades Mm -hmm. you know and so when something comes that is highly politicized under the backdrop of as i explained earlier this you know slow deterioration of democracy and money and politics and all that comes you know i mean it's it is just ripe for folks to fall prey to that blatant disinformation no longer do you need something to be you know, actually have research behind it or people who there's data. It's all the evidence is anecdotal. My friend this. And so I'm that, you know, and that that is that's where you get into kind of scary scenarios and where you start to take personal experience. But it is not data like Mm -hmm. my personal. Well, it is a small bit of data, Mm -hmm. but like to reach a conclusion, you need a lot more data. Mm -hmm. You need a lot more trends and models and things like that that really you know tell us tell begin to tell a story well I have a friend who's navigating cancer at the moment and you know her her first line of defense was to have surgery and then she started doing you know she kind of got out of that place of shock she has a very slow growing cancer so she has a a little bit of a luxury of taking some time to figure out what she's going to do and you know one of the things that came up after she came down from her fear 
response and the shock was to be able to do enough research to recognize that there are a few other modes that could potentially support her diagnosis before having to do the surgery. And she was very hesitant to talk about it with me and another friend because she didn't want us to misunderstand and to assume that she was making a bad decision. Right. And both of us were like, explore your options. Like you have time, explore your options. If I heard her saying things that I, that made me worried about her, I would say, in my opinion, this is really, this is like, we're in a challenging spot because I'm concerned about X, Y, Z. And then she does what she wants, you know, like people do what they want and what they need, you know, and I just feel like I would support her as much as I could. But when it comes to public health issues, it's just, it's, it's like, we have to take one for the team. We just have to babe. And Yeah, I mean, this is a really hard topic to talk about. But it's not because I have really strong opinions and I've shared those, but I find myself wanting to censor myself because as somebody who lives in that gray area, I I recognize all sides of it. Like I do, I really do. I recognize where each one of these opinions come in and and I I have values in some of those opinions also. And I've had personal experience of sharing my opinion, not directed at someone, but someone taking it personal because they feel misunderstood in their decision-making process. And I don't have judgment on the individual decisions because I know that just as much as they have the right to make their decisions as do I. And we've participated in the yoga and wellness industry in a lot of ways. We paid high dollar for yoga memberships. We've you know, we pay extra money for organic food. We do things that are that play into the yoga and wellness industry. Yeah, if something says organic, we're more, more like more inclined to, you know, spend check the it out. extra money. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where our privilege puts us, right? And those are decisions we make based on privilege to do so. Those are places that we can and should continue to examine how we are playing into the larger themes at the expense of those who can't participate for lack of accessibility financially or physically yeah because of because of the way that it's all designed to just lift white people up exactly and and another good example is post baby and the postpartum depression i had you know if we had had the luxury or i had made the decision because we might have had this luxury and just not realized it i could have stopped working stayed at home rested more, drawn on the resources of my community, but because of COVID and where we were in the COVID times, and because I love work so much, I forged ahead and maybe that contributed to ongoing depression and anxiety. I just want to acknowledge that I see this perspective, especially around the Yogan Wells. I have a harder time seeing the far right. Yeah. Well, let me just say one thing that kind of came up around as we talk about vaccines that kind of frustrated me with this. You know, we've heard the term a lot. Western medicine has failed me. And so I don't believe in it. And the vaccines come from Western medicine. So I don't believe in it. So I'm not going to get it. And at the end of the day, okay, that's your individual choice. And I do 100% respect that. And at the same time, what bugged me was the folks who wanted to make that individual choice, but then also wanted to be out and about in the world and in their community and not wear a mask, putting other people at risk because of their individual... Like, if you want to make that individual choice at... You know, and this is probably a couple of years ago now, the situation is different now, but, like, if you want to make the individual choice to not get vaccinated 
Okay. Also, then, because but this like, is there... where the fear comes in, right? So if if we are driven by fear to take medicine to begin with, then we're also driven by fear to wear the masks, right? That's what that's the the pushback that we were getting from right. both sides is like. In addition, you're living from a place of fear, and I will say, I lived from a place of fear. I lived from mm-hmm. a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Was it a healthy fear? Not to a degree. Did I have an infant? Was I pregnant? Was my fear kicked up? Did I have postpartum anxiety? Did it kick my fear up? I would say yeah. that those things contributed. I think you lived with a healthy, what What would you call it? It wasn't fear. Dare I use the word a consciousness mm-hmm. around my impact on others. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of work with men. And one of the things we talk about there is intent over impact. It wasn't it was never my intention to hurt anybody, but like sometimes I have impact on people whether I I want to or not, and that's how power can work and that's how that's where it came in for me. Like I wanted to wear a mask, it felt fine. Like it was a simple token of understanding that I have impact on other people and I didn't wear my mask all the time and I could make a risk calculation that was informed and understood you know Mm -hmm. based on where it was but I yeah that was just how I approached it so are we in this podcast right now saying that we're better than like that's what it's felt like a little bit when in reality I wanted to come into this podcast and share I, I wanted to answer the question for people who responded to my post being like what is this like what actually is this and and help people understand how this is possible that like you said, I mean, literally it probably could have been said in that one sentence where like the digger, the, the deeper you dig, the closer you get to those digging deeper on the other side. The more narrow you get in your perspective, you eventually kind of align with the people and individuals who are narrowing their perspective from the other side of the political aisle. And why is that? I think because eventually what you get to is a back to the individual because it yeah. becomes back to the single individual. Um, and, you know, what hyper individualistic yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. You know, because of the fa- because of social media algorithms, every time you hear keywords, you start to get fed information that relates back to that. Like this is how people end up having vastly different experiences on the internet. So that's what happened. And everybody eventually ended up in the same fucking place on social media. And they were actually sharing information from the left and right. And it's ripe for conspiracy theories. If I can even draw the faintest line between point A and point B. But it's all based in distrust, obviously. Yes. So so this is and a maybe, tr- shall we say, fear? Oh, um, but like, how are they good? Are they good at all? They challenge things. Yeah, they challenge things and everything has a place, right? Like, you can say no. We, sh- we should be questioning things. Okay. Why wouldn't you question whether or not chips are in the vaccine? There's this thing uh, about conspiracy theories on how many people are involved in is order. directly in order to kind of keep the or a secret, I should say, like a cons- conspiracy theories are often based off a group of people keeping a secret. So, for example, like with the vaccines, there's chips in them, right? There's computer chips in them. But then you'd have to say, well, how many people are involved in that that would have to keep a secret? And like once it gets more than especially in this day and age. I mean, The Bachelor can't even keep a secret about who's winning The Bachelor because I mean, reality. Yeah. Steep, and like, you, one you probably person. have like what? 
60 to 70 people that that you know would have to keep that well, secret. Well, how does the CIA keep things secret? Well, that's where you get the whole classified and you're probably, you know, if you release classified information, you have consequences, jail time and things like that. Yeah, but well, even, you put consequences on the pharmaceutical industry. Well, right, but but so for example, well these are the arguments, babe. Like this is right, how it gets right. this is how it gets doubled down. Right, but the sense is like with the vaccines, you would literally have thousands of people and researchers and that would all have to be in on it and at a certain point there's kind of like a tipping scale and there's been some good research about this around like like what is the tipping point for whether a secret maintains a secret in terms of something and it's very low right it's getting lower so i read this article um in the guardian and the article is called the dark side of wellness to overlap between spiritual thinking and far-right conspiracies and this is from october 2021 and they gave some um statistics in here just on mental health and QAnon, which is one of the main primary far-right conspiracies out there that essentially trump is the savior from a a secret society who are all pedophiles led by the likes of he's saving the pedophiles. he's saving he is no no sorry he is taking the pedophiles down yes exactly and they're trying to take him down um but it said over two-thirds of the QAnon followers who they've studied and who were charged in the insurrection experienced severe mental health conditions pre-documented severe mental health conditions and i think that that just shows how conspiracy theories and misinformation prey on people who have a hard time critically thinking their way out of that scenario you know because we're we're all communicating more in these really dis- disconnected distant ways people get really good at making logical conclusions about something but it's not necessarily fact it's just a logical conclusion but for me it's important to be guided by kind of a core set of values rather than just a like to take something immediately because on every issue out there whether it's you know this conflict or that conflict or this vaccine or that disease or this politician's opinion like I don't have time to look into the all the context and to see all the different perspectives on every issue. Some issues that I really care about, I might do that do that research and to learn and to study about it. But I don't. And so with that, what do you do? Because you're going to hear things constantly. You're going to hear opinions. You're going to hear facts. And you have to note that I am susceptible to this just as much as everyone else is that's on the Internet, that those facts and those opinions are filtered just for me. Mm-hmm. And they feed into my view of the world and my narrative of the world. And so one of the ways that I try – I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, but I try – you know, these things that I, I know are right and I truly believe, like – you know, love, love mm-hmm. being nice to people, mm-hmm. um, things like I care about the, you know, the power of community and how my neighbor is doing and where they are at in this situation. I want to be empathetic to people. And we're not just talking about your neighbor, like in your house that right. live, that has the same potential income or values that you do. It's like the global neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so everything I, I'm not going to take something that I hear automatically Um, But I I know that if I feel in my heart that it's working towards creating a healthy, just, more beautiful world for everyone, then I'm going to I'm going to work towards that. I swear to you, everybody thinks the same thing. That's the issue here. Yeah, I think everybody feels the same way. 
I mean, that's what they, that's what everybody says. Right. Like, I think that the, you know, the overarching response on this post that I put on Instagram was, I'm boggled. Like, I'm fucking boggled. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm boggled. And it is a minority of people who are, you know, it's the minority, minority of people. Where did we get to, to get to this place where, and it is, it's the, it's the, the falling of the democracy where people don't feel like their, their voice is heard. And so they just go off there. Like, if my voice isn't going to be heard, I'm going to, you know, watch out for my back and take care of myself. You know, the other thing that that I've heard said is like, okay, well, some of the black community isn't willing to take a vaccine either. What what do you think about that? And, you know, they have evidence of being used as test subjects for medications that had extremely harmful outcomes. So that's 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 actually real. That actually happened. And so, you know, where we want to say like the vaccine has a chip or vaccines create autism or vaccines this or that, like that's not that has not been identified as fact. Right. So there's some grace around people who have honestly been mistreated by Western medicine, like really. And the government. Yeah, exactly. The government. Well, and then all of the all yeah. of the country yeah from internalized right. racism on to just fucking overt racism right. well this is really complex and you know one of the things that i appreciate about this is talking about it more the and critical ta- thinking the together. critical thinking and and talking about it openly and hearing where people are coming from and also just you know sharing more and not being inside of our own little bubbles and being willing to talk about it publicly and not necessarily have it all straight yeah Yeah. i appreciate that it's It's okay to be wrong yeah well we're not (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it is okay to be wrong and we are wrong sometimes i just want to i want to i just want to take that back because it just sounds it sounds holier than that and i was just yeah it's hard to navigate you know there's lots of gray out there so i'm so happy to just continue and talk it out with you i love you love you Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.